Your day has just begun. Yeah! But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Yeah! Hashtag Utah Jazz. We've been here before at the beginning of the year, so now it's a matter of just finding a way. You know, we have, you know, this was this was a, a good sign, you know, after the past three games. But you know, obviously we want to win. But you know, it's, it's, it's we just got to continue to stay locked in and stay focused. There's Donovan Mitchell, the Jazz, and the Wizards tonight. Normally, you wouldn't give this game a thought, but the Jazz have lost four in a row, all at home. Two of them to really bad teams. Certainly lottery teams losing records, nine games under 500. I don't know, maybe you don't think they're really bad. And here comes a worse team. The Wizards, ninth in the East, 15 games under 500. A miserable 7-21 and 21 on the road. They win 25% of the road games. In a normal situation, these guys shouldn't come within 15 points of the Jazz. Vegas has the line at 10. Everybody here would take a 10-point win. I think a lot of people here would take a one-point win right now. Must win. Do not lose five straight home games. Come on now. There are issues. We can talk about them as the show progresses. Some are obvious. Some are over the horizon a little bit. But there's still talent here. Now, there may not be the talent to get into the conference finals, to even get into the top quarter of the league. This is a team that has been stuck ranked, you know, I don't know, if you had to rank them out, what would you say, 7, 8, 9, 10, somewhere in there? And maybe maybe they're 9, 10, 11, 12 or something. But these are the Wizards, people. They're 7 and 21 on the road. They're worse than the Suns. They're worse than the Spurs. And those were bad losses. And this team is worse. Better be a W. In the words of Donovan Mitchell's Twitter feed, let's go! Haven't lost five straight coming out of the All-Star break since 1993. Full credit to Matt Coma, Channel 2 Sports staff, for looking that up. I was brand new when that happened. That was my first year. They hosted the All-Star game. Stockton and Malone were co-All-Stars. Everybody was on a high. And then, oh, Mark Eaton got hurt that year. That was a problem. Undersized Mike Brown, the brown bear, had to go in there and block shots. And that wasn't, uh, yeah, it was different. Gave up a bunch of points, didn't win 50. Come on, Jazz. Let's go. It's the Wizards. DJ and PK. Hashtag NBA. Lakers route the Warriors as they keep closing in now on the number one seed in the West. Seems like a foregone conclusion to me. They're five and a half games clear of second place Denver. Six and a half clear of the Clippers. PK had that stat yesterday. The Clippers, when they have their starters, which has happened like seven or eight times all year long, when they have their whole group, they're undefeated. So look at the standings and look at the seedings, but sometimes you got to look at the story behind the numbers. And the story behind the numbers is the Clippers. Now, who's to say? Maybe they won't have all their guys for the playoffs. But I just have the sneaking suspicion they will. And that will be a Titanic series. If the Clippers slip a little bit, they'll be four. They're only a game in front of the fourth-place Rockets. They're also only a game behind the second-place Nuggets. The only other game in the NBA involving a team from the West in the playoff race, the Thunder, 
beat the Kings 112 to 108. Thunder were down 19. Came back to win that game and move a half game in front of the Jazz. They're now fifth, and the Jazz are now sixth. They played one extra game and they've won it. And the Blazers, I don't know if you consider them in the playoff race, but they're nowhere near the Jazz. They're three games behind Memphis, ninth in the West, and they got beat by the Pacers 106 100. Joel Embiid's going to miss at least a week with his sprained left shoulder, but examinations revealed no structural damage. And the Minnesota Timberwolves were fined $25,000 for violating the league's player resting policy, marking the first time the league has enforced the load management rules put in place in 2017. They sat D'Angelo Russell, a healthy player, under the policy in their road game at Denver. And the NBA taking a page out of the NCAA's book. You know, the legendary line from Jerry Tarkanian, the NCAA was so mad at Kentucky, they put Western Kentucky on probation. That's a funny line that has stood the test of time. And there's players resting all over the league. And D'Angelo Russell and the Timberwolves are the ones who get busted. Okay. Nuggets and Clippers tonight, 8.30 ESPN after the Jazz game. If you're looking for a game to watch, the second and third place team in the West, that ought to be a pretty good game. And the Jazz, for all their troubles, only three games behind the Clippers, four behind the Nuggets. If they could get their act together and get rolling, they're still within shouting distance. But, of course, that's a massive if, and I know some of you are giggling and slapping the steering wheel right now. <laughs> that's <laughs> funny, the Clippers DJ. And the Nuggets, what are you talking about? Well, you could just watch it because it would be a good game, too. There's that. Or you know what? Never mind. DJ and PK. Hashtag college basketball. BYU wraps up the regular season. Pepperdine tomorrow, 4 o'clock, CBS Sports Network. I guess the question is, will they have a letdown? They've had a week. Everybody walking around campus, everybody telling them how good they are. And you took down Gonzaga. You're the best. Joe Lenardi's got him as a sixth seed in the tournament right now. They're in. They're just playing for seeding. Beat Pepperdine. Don't give anything away here. Beat Pepperdine. Be the two seed. You wouldn't play again until you face St. Mary's. You really have to thank Gonzaga for that. You don't have to play any more low-seeded upset potential game. You know, you, you get St. Mary's. I guess St. Mary's is a three-seed. So could lose to the six. They have to win And they could day. see a Pepperdine or a USF maybe. But you'd be the two seed. You'd be all set up. You'd be in the semis. Beat Pepperdine. Pepperdine is okay. Nine and four at home. But 15 and 14 overall, 8 and 7 in the conference. BYU ought to get this. Utah State's in Albuquerque tomorrow. Joe Lenardi's got them as a 10 seed. Not even in a play in game. They have moved well inside. Now, not all that far. I mean, you can mess it up. They're in Albuquerque in the pit, and I know that sounds good. And back in the day, there were some great teams, and they do not have a great team this year. They do not even have really a mediocre team. This is a. C-minus, D-plus version of New Mexico. 17-13 and 13 overall. 6-11 and 11 in the league. Now, they're good in the pit at 14-3, and three, but you know, they play a bunch of nobodies early in the year, and they've had that total. It's 6-11 in the league. And ironically, if the Aggies win this, they'll be the two seed, and they should win it. And there's a decent chance they would play New Mexico. They might play Fresno State, but they'll probably play New Mexico again in the quarterfinals. Ought to be a win. Keep taking care of business, Utah State. Both Utah State and BYU looking for their 24th wins on Saturday. That game's on CBS Sports Network at 8. BYU's on CBS Sports Network at 4. College basketball in the Pac-12. The Utes are in Berkeley to face Cal. Did you see what Cal did? What a night in the Pac-12. Cal beat Colorado. The scramble continues. Three teams are in for sure. I think they'll get a fourth, maybe a fifth. Now, there's seven teams in the hunt. 
But it seems a tad optimistic to think they're all going to get in. But Cal certainly helped themselves by beating Colorado. And the L.A. schools came through, USC and UCLA. USC took down Arizona, and UCLA ended Arizona State's seven-game win streak. So now, winners of 10 of their last 12, your UCLA Bruins are tied, tied for first for place first. with Oregon. And UCLA is one of those bubble teams trying to play their way in. And they're getting there, and they're still not there yet. they got to keep going. They took down Arizona State. They got Arizona on the weekend. Colorado is now fourth a game back. And the Cal Golden Bears are 6-9 and nine and 12-16. and 16. So they're not going anywhere. But they're a half game in front of the Utes. And they'll play. And this is 8 versus 9. These two, they'll have to see what else happens. But these two could meet again in the first round of the conference tournament. So Cal's a young team that's getting better at the end of the season. Isn't everybody a young team anymore? Don't you have to play your freshmen and sophomores if they're any good? Who goes to college to sit? The good players don't even want to go to college. What they just want to go to the... I mean, everybody's young. The top. Now, you got to say Oregon's got Pritchard over there, and he has played four years. But he's you have the a guy exception. like that. But everybody has to play young guys. Now, granted, you don't have to maybe play four or five at a time, although Arizona's pretty young. Everybody's young. BYU and Peyton Pritchard are kind of the exception. Yeah, BYU more. really is an outlier with all those seniors. Yeah. But it's a one-off. They're going to be gone, Correct. and the rebuild is on, mm-hmm. and it's not like they're going to the top three scorers are going to be seniors next year. Yeah. I think that, that we are young story is way more common than anything else. All right, DJ and PK. Hashtag college football. New Colorado football coach Carl Durrell keeping four assistants from Mel Tucker's staff. Uh, it makes sense, I guess. Now, you wonder about the loyalty issue to him, but hey, people want to have jobs, and the coach moved on, and here's one for you. He didn't take you with him. I mean, he's got a lot more money. He can hire whoever he wants, and apparently he didn't want you. And I think the upside to taking them is they were recruiting well. So they built some ties. And the other thing is Darrell's been in the NFL, so he doesn't necessarily have ties with recruiters. And the Chiaverini guy that he kept on, the interim coach, has been the recruiting coordinator for some time now. And so it makes sense. You don't have a ready-made, built-out network, and there are guys in place who look like they were doing a pretty good job. And assistants are all year to year anyway, so you test drive them, it doesn't work. You know, you make your move in a year. And they may make their move in a year, too. So there's nothing permanent about college football. Remember ASU going in, keeping the coordinators? Whoop! That plan went out the window pretty fast. Coordinators move on. It's just the way it works now. DJ and PK. Hashtag NFL. At this point, I'd be stunned if he returns to New England, to be, to be very blunt about it. And I understand that people don't necessarily want to accept it. Even those close to Brady still sit there and say, yeah, but you'll walk into Bill Belichick's office. He'll lay out this master plan and all will be well again. I got to tell you, I get no sense that, that Brady is thinking that way. Instead, very much so looking toward free agency. It is not as if Tom Brady is flirting with the possibility of free agency so we can ultimately come back with the Patriots. He is absolutely looking forward to free agency. That's Jeff Darlington of ESPN. Brady to the Raiders, Brady to the Cowboys, Brady to the Chargers, Brady to the Colts, on down the list, the Bucks, whoever. Tennessee, float any rumor you want, Tom Brady's looking. 
I mean, he sold the house a year ago. That was kind of a sign, wasn't it? His trainer also sold his house, too. So here's the thing with the Patriots. Why get why move on from Tom Brady? You don't think you can do it anymore. There's that. You think you have the next guy. Remember, they thought Garoppolo was the next guy, but they wanted to stick with Brady, so they moved Garoppolo to San Francisco, and it worked off in that window. Did they win the Super Bowl again, or did they not? So it worked out. But if they don't think they can win it now, they got to tear down and do a rebuild, then let him go. I mean, the offense was a little short on impact players at the skill positions. On the other hand, they built that team by getting discounts. Hey, you want a ring? You got to play for a little less, but you can be playing with Tom Brady. And look at this team. What does this mean for Kyle Van Oy, the former Cougar? Should you go get a payday somewhere else? I mean, the Patriots don't hand out paydays. We know that. You can go get a bigger payday somewhere else. You're not going to get a ring in New England. The end of an era, it's not just Brady leaving, but it's everything it signifies. I think that is uh, bigger. And, man, if, you are, if you're the Bills, the Jets, or the Dolphins, and you've done pretty much nothing for two decades, you got to appreciate having a chance to win the division, maybe get a good seed, or Belichick is a witch. <laughs> and he waves his wand and conjures up an elite team out of nothing. We will all watch to see if that happens. Hey, former Arizona State punter Michael Turk, 225-pound bench press. How many reps can you do? He put up 25 reps. I mean, he's just showing off at this point. I don't know what you get for this. It's a nice line on your Wikipedia page, but you're a punter. But 25 reps? I think Moss did 19. Zach Moss, former U. And he is a beast. Turk. And you got to be careful when you're a running back because beast mode yeah. is Marshawn Lynch, right? So that's pretty high level. But 19 people were hooting and hollering standing around the bench. 19 is good. The yeah. Turk did 25. I mean, yeah. I don't know what you get for that, but that's Yeah, I awesome. did every wide receiver and all but one tight end. That's uh, spectacular. And uh, wide receiver Henry Ruggs III, the fastest man alive. That used to be a thing when track was a thing, but that was before everyone stopped paying attention because they're all drugged up. But he ran a 4.27 40-yard dash to the Combine. The record's 4-2-2, so Henry Ruggs III is blazing fast. If your favorite team needs a speed receiver, or if your favorite fantasy team does, see where he goes. DJ and PK. Hashtag RSL. RSL opens the season tomorrow in Orlando. New coach, new goalkeeper in Orlando, starting over there. It's former FC Dallas coach. We had them in the playoffs four times in five years. Orlando hasn't been very good. And RSL's never won there. They've blown leads twice there. Scored first two years ago there and got beaten. Had a two-goal lead four years ago and gave up two goals in stoppage time. That was horrific. Will they do it now? Will they defend as well as they defended it the last season? That's the, I think, the gazillion-dollar question. Because when you defend the way they were defending, you're going to be good. They gave up 15 goals in the last 20 games. But New Year, New Mojo, that stuff doesn't automatically carry over. There have been some guys injured, and so conditioning becomes a factor, and I think the, uh, it'll be interesting to see what the attack looks like. Who do they think can go 30 minutes? Who do they think can go 60? Who do they think can go 90? And the answer to that will be revealed Saturday. I think Rusnik can go 90. Beyond that, I'm not placing any bet. Oh, and Demir Krylock can. I was going to say Demir. 
Yeah, I think he's been good. Uh, but there's some other guys. You know, how much are we going to see Justin Miram? How's that going to work out? How much are we going to see Corey Baird? Or Giuseppe Rossi. There are questions all over the roster. All right, DJ and PK, that's tomorrow, 4 o'clock on uh, KMYU and the KSL TV app. And I still can't believe I say that out loud. It's classic. All right, DJ and PK, what is trending? It's brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. Receive a free reverse osmosis system with the purchase of any water softener in Shamrock Plumbing. And a one, two, nine, five, sixteen, ninety. That's Shamrock Plumbing. All right, coming up, Kyle Gunther talking spring football at eight o'clock. Jay Drew talking Cougar spring football at nine. Utes at eight. Cougars at nine. David Locke, the Jazz voice of the Jazz, at eight thirty. PK had to go to a wedding. Supposed to check in with us. He'll do that next. DJ and PK, ninety-seven-five. You think he'll do that next, or am I optimistic there? I. Contacted him. We'll see. Okay. DJ and PK, it's 97.5. Yak made a face. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone.